Hello, and welcome to Productivity and Prose, a podcast about making the most of your writing time and honing your craft. Whether you're a seasoned author or a new writer, this podcast offers helpful tips to maximize your writing time, increase your writing productivity, and tackle the sometimes tough aspects of the writer life. I'm your host, Emily, author of Suspended in the Stars, among other things, and today's topic is planning your writing year. Welcome to 2024 and the new year. What better way to start a podcast about writing and productivity than the first month of a new year? There's just something about a blank calendar that gets my planning senses tingling. I think about the goals I have, the projects I want to start, and the possibility of a whole year stretched out before me to refocus and recommit to my craft. And I just get giddy. If that's not you, that's okay. You don't have to love it like I do in order to take advantage of the first of the year. But I do think you have to put in some work. See, the thing about writers, whether you're a plotter, pantser, or something in between, is that the work won't get done unless you show up to do it. The same thing is true about planning out your writing year. It won't plan itself. I'm going to take you through my process, but don't see this as the standard. It's simply one way of many to plan out a writing year. Adopt anything that sounds helpful, but shift and mold the process to fit your writing life best. I'm going to break this into five points. Number one dream it. This is my favorite part, dreaming what you want to accomplish this year. It's the best. When you sit down to dream, I say let yourself go wild. I just did this the other day and you would not believe the list of things I came up with. Take into account I do have three pen names I'm dreaming for. If that's new information to you, check out my introduction in episode one for more details. It's important to write these dreams out, whether that's a journal like I did, a sheet of paper, on your computer, or if you're fancy, a whiteboard. Either way, have it out there so it's staring back at you. Another important thing to consider during this phase is what you're already obligated to do. This won't apply to everyone and is dependent on where you're at in your writing career. But for those who are a little further along, we do have to consider things like deadlines and contractual obligations. Make sure to add those to the list. Number two, detail it. Now that you've got it all written out and it's staring back at you, it's time to do the hard work, the details. For me, this looks like adding in important things like expected word counts, timeline for rewrites, when to get it to critique partners, editing, and possible submission or publishing dates. The point of this is to help you get a firm grasp on what your dream list will really require of you. And honestly, seeing those details will help you out so much on number four. But first, number three, plan it. This is the part that I find looks very different for all of my writing friends. For some, there's a lot of math involved, but for others, there are vague months mentioned or even a season like spring or fall. A lot of this depends on the complexity and length of your dream list. For example, if you hope to finish one book, setting a month as a goal totally makes sense. But for me, it looks a little more like hard numbers. The reason for that stems back to my days as a ghostwriter. When you write for a living, your income is dependent on word count, and that becomes king. I created a whole spreadsheet, which we'll talk about in a later episode, in order to be the most organized as possible when it came to meeting deadlines. What planning it looks like to me is taking the details, like word count, and fitting that into my spreadsheet calendar. How you do that depends on writing numbers you may not know yet, but I'll use my numbers as an example. From doing lots of word sprints, I know that I can write anywhere from 600 to 900 words in 15 minutes. It's a window because sometimes the words are flowing and sometimes they are totally not. 
In order to not overextend myself, I usually take 600 words in 15 minutes as my baseline. That means in an hour, without breaks, I can write approximately 2,400 words, or more if I'm hitting at the top of my word count that day. This is not exact, of course, but it is a baseline. In order for me to plan it, I assume I can write 3,000 words in an hour and a half on a good day. If my book is 90,000 words long and I only want to write 3,000 words a day, it will take me 30 days to write the first draft. Taking those numbers and saying that I only want to write five days a week, it would take me approximately six weeks to complete the first draft of a 90,000 word novel. For those of you whose eyes just glazed over, I feel you. I dislike math a lot, but it can be very helpful in this instance. Okay, now pop that into your calendar and you've got a starting point. Number four, check it. So you've got what? Eight novels planned for 2024 and you're feeling good. Wait, it may look great on paper. Yep, only 3,000 words a day to write that novel and only writing five days a week? Golden. But in all reality, life is just not that simple. For some of you, it might be. That might be a feasible schedule for you to handle, but in my experience, 720,000 words in one year is just a lot to write. Probably too much for most people, and there are several reasons for that. Reason one, you need breaks. Yes, even the most amazing writer among us can still face burnout. If you think you can write a book every six weeks, I say by all means go for it but I would suggest adding in breaks in between and tacking on at least an extra five days or more for times when the words just aren't flowing. Remember, we're in a creative business, which means we need space to create. Reason two, life happens. You can't foresee everything that 2024 will bring. Leave space for emergencies, surprise vacations, and other unexpected things. Reason number three, editing. Sure, you might be able to write that many books, but have you taken into account editing time? That takes a lot of time on its own, and while you can write and edit at the same time, I find that it slows down the process on one or the other project. So take time to check your plan and be brutally honest with yourself whether or not you're overextending yourself, as I am totally known to do. And remember, you can always add more to your calendar if you find yourself with extra space, but it's a lot harder to take things away once you've committed to them. Number five, do it. For some of you, this may be the easy part. Perhaps the planning is what gets you, but the action is easy. For others, like myself, this is the hard part. Why? Because of a little thing called fear. This fear, for me at least, often manifests in another pesky thing called procrastination. It's not that I don't want to start or that I don't like or trust my plan. It's usually just fear that I won't be good enough. Either that I won't be good enough to write the books that I want to, or fear that I won't meet my own deadlines, or just plain old fear of what others will think. This fear can be crippling, but I found one of the best ways to get past it is to just do the thing. I know, not a great or feel-good option, but sitting down at your computer on day one of your plan and going for it, even if you think you may not be able to get in the full word count for the day, that's what matters. Plans can always be adjusted, but not until you start them. So there you have it. Five things I do in order to plan out my writing year. Dream it, detail it, plan it, check it, do it. No matter if you follow those or your own version, I heavily suggest you go into 2024 with a plan of some sort, even if it's as simple as work on my book two times a week. Setting a goal sets you up for success. In the next episode, I'll be talking about how to be a productive writer in 2024 and some of the habits I'll be putting into practice this year. 
Thanks so much for listening and don't forget to dream big and write boldly. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. If you're looking for more writing inspiration, community, craft tips, and behind-the-scenes content, consider joining the EAH Coalition on Patreon with various levels of free and paid support. You can also connect with me on Instagram at createexplorerread and find out more about me, my books, and my design business on my website, eahcreative.com. Productivity and Prose is an EAH Creative Production.